Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Natureback podcast, where we are speaking with investors and entrepreneurs about green economy. My name is Tarma Virki, and today in Bangkok at the Harbour Space University, my guest is Nick Piromsavat from BTT, where he runs a new solutions team. What do you do exactly with BTT, Nick? Yeah, so the Express Solutions team, short, uh, Expresso is the short form and what we go by. We are essentially the venture capital and venture building team at PDT, the Thai National Oil Company. But some might wonder what an oil and gas company wants to do with uh, with climate change. I mean, well, since we are definitely one of the major culprits of uh, accelerating the climate change, we feel that we are somewhat obligated to really reverse the change. And of course, oil and gas is uh, a sunset industry. For business reasons, we need to find new avenues to do business as well. And of course, the most natural, uh, the most natural choice is to go towards renewable energy and decarbonization as a whole, because uh, that's essentially what's gonna replace the energy sector. So we're really bullish on trying to make the transition go go fast, and that's one of the major roles of Expresso, which is finding the right technologies and solutions to make their transitions with technologies into new businesses, including especially the ones that would lead us uh, to a more decarbonized future. And my role here uh, is Senior Investment Associate, where I work on the venture capital side, finding uh, in great investment opportunities into other funds and also directly into startups that have the technology capability to create these new decarbonize supply chains based on their uh, technologies and their uh, business angles as well. And it's beyond just a financial investment into those startups. We look at it mainly through a strategic angle in the sense that, hey, after we invest into these startups, how can we perform, uh, how can we form the right relationships, the right commercial arrangements to work together and then create new businesses that would, one, Create uh, represent a new revenue stream for PDT, but also to decarbonize businesses in Thailand, uh, whether that's the energy sector, the construction, uh, logistics, and whatnot. Mm. How big uh, how big is the team, or what's the scale of your operations? Yeah, uh, so our team is roughly uh, twenty people, including both the investment and venture building side. Mm. 
the uh, and how, and uh, you know how many de uh, deals you do a year or how much how many companies you invest in? Right. Uh, so we end up invest uh, in about like three or four companies per year only, uh, but the average investment size is usually somewhere between five and ten million dollars. Uh, we invest in Series A plus startups uh, for the most part. Uh, and for the venture building side, we've successfully spun off, uh, incubated and spun off three different companies that are and that, that tackle different sides of the decarbonized economy. Uh, them being, uh, one of them is uh, renewable energy certificates uh, based on blockchain technologies to uh, pretty much certify renewable energy production. Another one is called Swap and Go. They're a battery swapping tech solution for two-wheelers, uh, electric motorcycles, really. Mm. And the other one is <clears throat> MekaV, where they're a digital solutions provider targeted towards uh, uh, larger institutions, governmental institutions, and especially players in the industrial sector to uh, utilize digital solutions in modernizing their business. That increases both efficiency in many senses and, of course, uh, helps them decarbonize with smarter solutions. Mm. The uh, how much the kind of the businesses you look at are you know linked or, or how much of you you're looking for links to the potential kind of PTT operations? I assume you have also some kind of retail network in place, right? Right. Which means that you know, I don't know electric charging would be probably something which would be very natural for you guys. Yes, exactly. Right. So uh, PDT has uh, pretty much the whole integrated oil and gas value chain from exploration production through refining and gas refreshing and uh, distribution and through re through retail. Uh, so we intend to maximize the value of these assets at, in any ways we can to. Uh, pretty much be the starting point for new businesses that are that are in the re renewable supply chain rather than being based on the old oil and gas value chain. Mm -hmm. uh, so we see our, the, through a certain lens, one can look at our legacy oil and gas business as a liability in the sense that, hey, it's going to go down one day. Uh, but in another sense, these are real operating assets with uh, experienced people working on them and with the right technologies, with the right collaborations, it can transform uh, hopefully seamlessly into new renewable businesses. And of course, uh, having these, the oil and gas legacy business is a really important uh, source of funds for us to deploy into investing in the future. Mm, of course, of course. The uh, This week we have seen around the globe against, again the all the heat records and uh, yes. and there's probably a lot of uh, environmentalists also listening who think that it's all because of the bad oil companies. Mm -hmm. How do you mm -hmm. work on kind of trying to how do you how do you work with this basically? Yeah, uh, so it I have uh, had quite a few arguments with skeptics mm. uh, trying to. Uh, paint the picture that hey, what we're doing is just try to greenwash the old oil and gas businesses. This this expressio unit or the other businesses that are doing uh, renewable stuff is just a tiny tiny portion of the company. Which uh, in that sense, 
Personally, it is true. Like the amount of revenue we generate from these new businesses are is completely still completely dwarfed by the oil, oil and gas business. But on a strategic level, PDT has already PDT Group actually like the whole group has set a goal that ten by twenty thirty ten percent of all our uh, new revenue would have to be based on new businesses, which include these renewable uh, energies, which means that we need to invest much more than 10% in today into these kind of uh, new technologies. And to really transition into something new, almost always it requires the co cooperation in some way of the people who still maintain the current solution. So mm. uh, without us, this transition would be quite incomplete. So even though that uh, we face criticism and uh, opposition with very understandable reasons, we do believe that we we come in here with the best intentions uh, for not just the company, but for the world. Mm -hmm. And we're doing what we can to push the transition further. Mm -hmm. Your focus is pretty much on uh, Thailand, but at the same time, of course, the, the possible solutions coming out of those are the spun off companies or the companies you invested, yeah. uh, you know, potentially having much larger impact, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I think that Thailand is in an actually very good position to become a technology exporter or solutions exporter of. Uh, decarbonized solutions because for many reasons one Thailand has the economically Thailand is kind of entering this like middle income trap where we are pressured to be more services focused rather than being resource focused and being a technology importer is a really important part for the economy as well so we believe that we that the governments and pretty much uh, federal uh, national policies would support uh, creation of technologies for, for export. That's one. Secondly, Thailand has a precedent for being a regional leader in ASEAN in adopting renewable solutions. This has been true for decades and it's still true now. Uh, Thailand has just been rated as the uh, top adopter of renewable uh, solution, decarbonized solutions in the in the region, and we intend to do, use this position of strength and double down on it, and not just be the biggest adopter, but be the exporter of technologies as well. And these things, like like we believe at Expresso that the new renewable businesses is not just a business for good, is and it's going to be an immense business, like the the biggest business trend in the world, I would argue, uh, in the next couple of decades will be decarbonization just because of the like mind-boggling scale of it. All, all businesses, essentially all businesses today has somewhat a carbon footprint, uh, more or less. And to be for the world to survive, that must be cut down drastically. And what would help the that reduction is going to come from climate tech. It's going to not just from the technology developers themselves, but for the businesses that know how to leverage the technologies in the right way and make the practical business transitions into decarbonizing them. And uh, 
be, by Thailand by being an early adopter and a big adopter, we can have the insights of how to actually de deploy these solutions out. And these are the exact things that uh, people who aren't familiar with, with the, these new business need. They don't just want the technologies to uh, implement them. They want the whole roadmap. They want the whole game plan of how to deploy it. And as the first users, we can transform ourselves into uh, the leaders of decarbonization uh, the deployment. Mm. The, uh, I would agree with you that climate tech is definitely part of the solution. The other part of the solution has to be a kind of new energy sources. How, in, how is in the region, how are they doing? I mean, do you actually, I know that at least solar is something which has a strong potential here. Right. I don't know about the wind, but uh, how far is the, how big are they in that kind of total energy mix of their region or, or, or the country? Yeah, uh, so for, I'll just come focus on Thailand for now. Mm -hmm. uh, the renewable mix is still like strongly uh, below 50%. Uh, the, the mix is, of course, uh, predominantly hydro and, and solar, but of course, hydro isn't really, you can't really force the scale up of hydro just because of the physical limitations. And solar is a very, I would say, a very much a, still a growing industry. Uh, influenced by the, the rapid decline of costs and the rise of China in providing <clears throat> really economic uh, components for making this industry work. So lots of large solar projects are coming up. Wind is limited just because there's only a few locations where it would there would be enough actually actual wind for it to be efficient enough. Mm. Uh, and, and for other so other renewable resources, uh, biomass is something that I would say is kind of like the holy grail uh, that people are trying to find because there's only biomass adoption in certain niche applications, but people haven't found the um, like a mass use case for it. And if we could find find that, that would be highly influ uh influential for countries like us who are very agricultural based and many other emerging economies are uh, has a big agriculture sector as well so biomass could uh, definitely is one of the whole holy grail items that we are looking at but we don't just want to focus on uh, just trying to find the right energy sources to lead the transition <clears throat> uh, we right now a lot of our focus is uh, on the how to make things more efficient and so just that we consume less energy uh, one of that is through implementing digital technologies especially in the industrial side to even just help them reduce the energy consumption by like just five percent that would drastically cut the fossil fuels consumption mm -hmm. and in terms of the also usage of certain industrial practices instead of just using natural gas as uh, the heat source or the, the feedstock. There are alternative chemicals and alternative energy solutions, uh, especially electricity and hydrogen that could power these power plants. Uh, because uh, I'm talking about the industrial sector a lot because Thailand is uh, quite an industrialized economy and a huge chunk of our economy is based on the industrial sector. So I think for Thailand and presumably a lot of other emerging economies, decarbonizing the 
industrial sector is hugely, hugely impactful for the environment. Mm. The, uh, when you're talking about the bio, biomass, uh, right. the, the one thing which comes to my mind is from the biofuels, which are kind yes. of tightly linked to whatever BTT has been doing oh, over yeah. the years, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, with uh, Neste's uh, massive investment in Singapore to build a biofuel, diesel biofuel plant, I think, yeah. which is also in the region. So I think that's the kind of connection I'm drawing yes. in my head. You guys in biofuels with BTT at all? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's one of the... Biofuels is actually one of the reasons that Thailand has been like really highly rated in terms of adoption of uh, renewables because uh, like if you just go go out at every virtually every gas station they will have uh, blends of uh, biofuels in that both diesel and benzene uh, and we are though there hasn't been a significant change for a long time we are pushing for like a lot higher blend. Um, for, for that, and which is a, a work in progress for sure. Uh, but we at Espresso are more looking at solutions that would essentially sidestep this uh, continuous push mm. uh, in making the EV transition possible. Uh, that is true both, uh, like one uh, new business that PDT has created, uh, well, not from uh, my team, but from mm. a separate team, uh, which is called uh, Arun Plus, they are essentially PDT's EV flagship. And this is something that is very much linked to the national agenda as well. Pretty much the government has uh, assigned PDT as, hey, you guys have to spearhead Thailand's EV transition because this is going to be hugely influential for the environment and the economy. A big fear of the government is the loss of... uh, vehicle production in Thailand. Like the automotive sector is huge in Thailand, representing a huge chunk of our GDP. And if one day that's wiped out just because everybody is using EVs instead, our country will be in a lot of trouble. So it's up to us to really make the right partnerships and right business decisions that would enable the production of electric vehicles in Thailand. And since we're already doing that, we we decide why not just like do the whole uh, the whole integrated value chain mm-hmm. in batteries production, in uh, software and consumer facing solutions for people to adopt electric vehicles, uh, and of course charging infrastructure in many different forms. Like uh, one of the startups that uh, Expresso integrated is uh, Swap and Go for uh, two. Uh, battery swapping to, for two wheelers is a good example of how we are trying to accelerate the EV transition. And I think this is kind of a good example that proves that, hey, we're not just talking about uh, going green, but actually making, actually hiding the fact that we are still bullish on oil and gas. We are seriously trying to disrupt ourselves in transferring to the electric value chain. That mm-hmm. means just destroying our own like oil and gas demand. But we're fine with that because we know that, hey, eventually it's going to come and it makes much more sense for us to just embrace it and lead it. Mm-hmm. Taking a short-term cut in profit, that's fine. Absolutely. And it makes a lot of sense because, you know, being the first mover or one of the first oh, yeah. movers is, is always the big thing in the, in the business world. Right. And like coupled with the fact that we see that Thailand is well positioned to be the le- leader in Southeast Asia. Mm. The um, 
what are the next big challenges for you and your team in the uh, you know, middle of 2023? The world has seen some kind of the, how would I say, downturn. The uh, investment markets have uh, fallen off in the Western world. Mm-hmm. How is all of this impacting you guys? Yeah, uh, so for the investments, uh, investment impact of, of the Western world kind of coming down, we sh- that is uh, certainly a obstacle for our investments to continue growing and generate uh, business success. But it also means that we have the opportunity to invest more into assets that are right now arguably very underpriced. So we are ramping up our venture capital operations in finding these undervalued investments so that we could satisfy our financial mandate. Hey, just invest now where the market is cheap and in the future we still like believe it will inevitably come up and like the world can't afford the climate tech sector to go down. Like it, it's just not possible for the world. That's what uh, I believe in I, I hope, and I hope m- most other people believe in that as well. And uh, for that's as for like the addressing the investment side and for the uh, like the Western economy not performing too well. I think this is also kind of an opportunity for emerging players to show their show show others show the world what they've got and i think this is time for thailand to really prove that we are serious about decarbonization we are serious about being the technology adoption leaders in and forming uh what what should i say forming like a partnerships yeah forming like an impetus for for this Mm -hmm. and it's yeah, I think like partnerships is actually something that PAT, Expresso at least, we have been struggling and we wish this is something that could have gone much smoother because another key component to make the decolonization transition successful apart from technology, we believe is collaboration. Because in decolonization, it's not just that people can create individual solutions that are better than the old solutions. We have to pretty much create entire new supply chains that are practical for people to adopt and also make the transition smooth enough. And even though PDT is a large company, like we are the biggest company in Thailand and we have the whole integrated energy value chain, but that that alone isn't enough to create new decarbonized value chains. We must work with other corporations that have those uh, existing infrastructures, whether it's in construction or agriculture or industrials. We must be able to work with them closely to align our uh, technology development, the, strategy, technology development directions, align our investment timelines so that no one party has to uh, be on the losing end financially. And when every party involved in, every party involved is going in the same direction, choosing the same technologies uh, because uh, some technologies just can't coexist uh, instead of investing in all the technologies, just choose one of them with to deploy in with our limited capital. Uh, well, choose the right technologies, uh, go with the same strategies, pool funding, uh, align tam- timing. If we can do that, like if all, if major enough major corporations can 
uh, set aside all differences, set aside our own uh, short-term uh, obligations to our shareholders. I think this is something that really could accelerate Thailand's leadership position in creating decolonized solutions. And this is actually something I fear because if we are focused on having these squabbles and uh, this reluctance to be the first mover, the reluctance to like invest a lot because you fear that the other people in the same supply chain wouldn't uh, share our enthusiasm, that would just delay things. And once things are delayed to a certain point, maybe some other country, Vietnam, Malaysia, would just take our leadership position and uh, Thailand would have would lose this really exciting uh, leadership position right now. And yeah, that is definitely something I'm really struggling with. And I hope uh, there would be <clears throat> really a sh change of wind, uh, change in the wind for mm. collaboration mm. really soon. I think it's a, clearly not only the challenge of Thailand, I think it's a challenge everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I think on a corporate level, it's sometimes much more difficult than on a governmental level, but also on a governmental level, the, uh, the, you know, we have great uh, I don't know, declarations of uh, fighting against climate yes. change and a lot of signatures on different papers. Yes. But so little is done. That's yes. what I'm... So many MOUs, so many results to claim. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are, like, Espresso, part of our involvement uh, with the climate tech industry is really to one of the reasons is to gain enough insights so we can give management uh, solid input to what their uh, sustainability roadmap should look like. How fast is it? How risky is it? What technologies would enable it to be become faster? Uh, because right now, yeah, all the corporations have already set their like 2050, 2040, whatever goals that they're going to be climate neutral, net zero, but very few corporations have actually released like next year plans or even five year plans. Uh, that is something that people are on the top are just really confused and frankly still a bit scared and skeptical about. They don't know what they actually must do to decarbonize. They just know that they have to. They don't know how and that's what mm. we are actively trying to fix. Mm, absolutely. That, that fix is desperately needed in oh, many, yeah. many places. Yes, I totally, yes. totally agree with you. Definitely not just a Thai yes, issue. Exactly. The, um, if, a, if a company working on you know, changing the world and uh, turn, turning the, basically stopping the climate change and looking for investments, uh, what kind of companies are interesting for you guys? Any specific uh, stage or sector in this field? Or you mean uh, as an sorry, investment uh, uh, As an investment opportunity, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so... Uh, like something that we are looking in, it changes over time, but something we're looking into a lot right now is sustainable aviation fuels, because this is something that could be uh, a quick win per se, because sustainable aviation fuels is one of the rare solutions that can be developed standalone and would just fit right into the old infrastructure. You sh don't have to change anything. Like the planes are still the same. Like the trans transport and storage infrastructure is still the same. Just that the liquid inside those, uh, inside that supply chain is changed from being uh, 
oil and gas based into being made from uh, sustainable materials. And it could also be like uh, gradually rolled out as starting with a blend of fuels mm -hmm. like and transitioning into like 100% sustainable aviation fuels. So this is something that could uh, garner momentum and uh, and bullishness in the climate tech industry. So mm -hmm. we are looking at a couple of players in, in this space that we believe have uh, robust technology platforms that could potentially become uh, one of the winners in the sustainable aviation fuels industry. <clears throat> and another big one is in e EV batteries. Uh, and I mean like batteries that hold, hold for industrials, EVs, and mm. residential sectors as well. There is a lot, like a staggering amount of innovation in this sector, uh, developed where like huge teams of scientists are working on se separate components of these batteries. And there are so many new te upcoming technologies that uh, claim they could be the winner, but of course only a selected few of them would uh, actually win, but when when those players emerge, like it would really create a I would say a breakthrough change in uh, the adoption of electric solutions in in both in in all sectors. So like technologies that are related to batteries is something we are really looking into, and not just uh, the different chemicals or uh, different production pathways is the different uh, software and different ways of uh, sourcing these materials as well. Oh, and of course, uh, looking at second life batteries, like, because mm. there's, like the battery sector is really tied to like the mining sector. And it's well known that uh, these materials are quite rare and are quite limited compared to the, the even, present demand. Mm. It's so clear that the future demand is going to be tenfold of what we're using right now and we're already running out these things. So like second life batteries or recycling batteries has to be a big part of the supply chain and it's something mm. we're actively looking at. Mm. Good. Uh, we talked about a little bit about what you guys are doing. The, we talked a little bit about the challenges. Um, looking ahead, you know, what's your next big challenge mm. yeah so our next big challenge uh let's say in the three-year timeline <clears throat> i would say is to scale what we're doing uh this is i'm just talking about espresso mm -hmm. so right now uh our funding size is about a uh, hundred million us dollars we see that hey it's not gonna be enough just to drive the innovation for pdt like a giant company, the biggest mm -hmm. company in Thailand. Mm -hmm. Like this is not enough just for us, but we are, we kind of have to be the, <clears throat> uh, bang on the fact that, hey, Tha we are, our strategy is to push Thailand as the technology, regional technology leader. We can't just be a hundred million dollar fund. We have to be bigger than that. And we are exploring, not just getting funding from PT, we are exploring getting funding from uh, other corporations to to have us act as the kind of the knowledge leaders in decarbonization because PTT Expresso is the VC with most uh, experience in this sector in Thailand. Not just not because we were like 
the most visionary or something. It's just because we are the VC of the oil and gas industry, someone who uh, has been on the path of disruption for a while. So we had to be proactive mm. before anybody else because the energy sector is the first to go. Mm. And uh, that's why we have had most this experience. And we, we believe that it makes more sense for other people to work with us rather than having everybody, every company set up their own uh, climate investment team. Mm. That's just not uh, very scalable and wouldn't make sense to, it makes more sense to have one large group of experts who have access to the best deals, have access to the best knowledge and and deploy that knowledge and those opportunities of collaboration with different players to uh, many different corporations within the same umbrella. Uh, that on a structural kind of viewpoint, that makes more sense. and. That structure alone would solve the problem I said I'm currently struggling with, the problem of collaboration. If different corporations are aligned uh, financially, they would be, be, it'll become easier for them to be aligned strategically as well. Mm. So we're really looking to uh, create another fund, like an even bigger fund that would involve other starting with Thai corporations mm. as limited partners and hopefully we would be able to include regional corporations to make this movement with the with a shared vision with a shared timeline with a shared uh, technology selection I believe that only with this can we really accelerate the much much needed transformation mm. for the region that sounds like a great plan I hope you can execute yes. on it yeah the plan is good the execution is really tough <laughs> <laughs> I understand that uh, thank you for joining us Nick thanks for the chat it's my pleasure introducing the deep leadership podcast leadership is a people business that's the philosophy of your podcast host john rennie as a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate america before starting his own manufacturing business he knows that leadership matters, leadership matters. deep leadership is real world actionable leadership advice from john and his expert guests Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. I like Airplane. I know you do, but WannaBet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.